Uh, One Nation New South Wales. Hello, mate. How are you? Good, thanks, Marcus. Good to be with you. Yeah, nice to talk to you. Just on that, uh, I know we can't have this endless uh, revolving door of payments made to, to businesses affected by lockdowns, but... You know, it's it's been pretty tough out there for small business, and to sit, we're in a quasi lockdown now, or a lockdown when you're not really having one officially. But we are, you know, governments when they make these rules need to step up, don't they? Well, they do. What you said earlier on was uh, absolutely correct. The, the reality is that the centre of Sydney um, is is dead in terms of economic activity. Regional New South Wales, much the same. Uh, the outer suburbs doing a little bit better, but still not anywhere near their normal trading conditions. So we're in a de facto facto lockdown where um, the small businesses need economic support just to stay alive. A lot of them are probably thinking, I'll reopen after Australia Day and see how it goes. But a lot of them also won't come back and a lot won't survive after Australia Day. So the situation in many respects is more desperate than the official lockdowns that we had last year and the year before. So they need that economic support, but we also need a boost in confidence about the capacity of people to leave their homes, get outside, um, do their normal shopping and spending, their normal activities, and all of the fear and hysteria we've had about COVID has meant that it seems like half of society is just scared to get about their normal life. And that um, scare machine has got to be countered by government. Um, I'd like to see an advertising campaign to put the facts out there about public safety, that really the only people um, that are dying with COVID are the elderly and those with pre-existing conditions, those that are uh, double or triple vaccinated in particular, uh, are safe to get out there and lead their life and spend their money. And that's the best thing that can happen for small business. Yeah, I'd like to see the Premier um, turn up to his press releases at least wearing a mask and then take it off in front of the cameras to, to show people how important it is. Uh, you know, just a simple way we can stop the, the spread and, and keep those who are most vulnerable, that you mentioned, Mark, safe. Um, anyway, um, look, we have a... I spoke to the Education Minister and also her opposite, Prue Carr, this week on a return to school plan. We're still awaiting the finer details. We were supposed to have it after National Cabinet yesterday today, but apparently no consensus has been reached. And again, different um, jurisdictions going their own way. WA as an example. I mean, I'm worried, mate. I'm worried that the government's not done the legwork on this to get our kids back at the end of this month. Well, the plan needs to be open the schools and keep them open and have rapid antigen testing for teachers and students to not panic. Uh, We can't have a situation where a single infection closes down a school for a week uh, effectively they'll never be open yeah and the untold story of the lockdown last year the the three-month lockdown in in sydney and and a, a bit shorter in new south wales was the damage done to young people you see a 12 year old hasn't got a voice in parliament a 12 year old doesn't sit at the crisis cabinet a 12 year old is not part of the health bureaucracy yeah that 12 year old desperately needed social contact with his or her friends and they didn't have it the mental health, the physical health uh, problems, GPs reporting a rise in digestive and reflux problems in young people. That was the hidden epidemic, if you like, that we had in the lockdown. And we can't do that. It's a cruel thing. We can't do it to the young people again. Uh, Omicron is very mild for uh, these students. And we need schools functioning as normally as possible with all the precautions uh, about rapid antigen testing, masks, if that's the decision at the school, yeah. to make sure they stay open.
Yep. No, that sounds good to me. Uh, now, Dominic Perrottet is facing an acid test. Uh, the 12th of February will be an important date, I guess, to give a, an interim report card on the new Premier who took the job from Gladys Berejiklian. Uh, personally, I think he's in a, a bit of trouble. Um, I don't know. We'll, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but there are a couple of safe seats there. But um, I don't know. How do you think it'll all play out? Well, no seat is normally safe in a by-election. We've had some big swings at by-elections in New South Wales over the, 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 the past couple of decades. And a seat like Bega on 6% on the south coast, Labor is expecting to win it. The Labor... MPs are very confident about Bega. Uh, they're a bit worried about Strathfield, where the Liberal Party has a, a good candidate and Labor's running a fellow from the North Shore, uh, so outside the electorate, blowing in. Um, so, But they think they can hang on in Strathfield. They're, they're, I, I think uh, it's quite possible the government could lose a by-election seat. Uh, there'll be a Green challenge in Willoughby, no doubt about that. So it is a bad time for the government to have these by-elections, and what people need to understand about Dominic Perrottet's position inside the government, he's from what they call the conservative faction of the Liberal Party, not as conservative as they used to be, but that's, that's what they're called. And Matt Keane has got the numbers uh, inside the uh, parliamentary Liberal Party because the does. so-called moderates, who yes. are really green liberals, have got the numbers. So if they think Perrottet's a loser, I wouldn't be surprised, and we're seeing it already, Keane destabilising Perrottet. I wouldn't be surprised... That Keane would want a regime change. When you say uh, you believe that in some way uh, the Treasurer Matt Keane is undermining the Premier Dominic Perrottet, what do you mean by that? Well, he's the leak to Ray Hadley. All right, yeah. Keane is part of the, yeah, the, the so called crisis cabinet that deals with all these COVID issues, and Hadley's on radio on a rival channel boasting. Yeah, yeah. He's got senior people telling him what's happening at the crisis cabinet. Well, the person doing it, I can tell you, is Matt Keane. <laughs> and that's a strong belief inside the government. Keane is in it only for himself. This guy believes in nothing, wants nothing other than his own personal ambitions. And if I was Perrottet, I'd be having a very good look over my shoulder. Wow. All right. Yeah, I knew I'd suspected that, but I'm glad you've come on and put it on the record. Well, Mark, I, I don't beat around the bush. Say. I don't give you bulldust. <laughs> I, I give you the straight facts as I understand them. And I can tell you that that is a very clear indication uh, at the top of the Perrottet government that Keane is the leak. And you wouldn't have someone like Ray Hadley boasting about it. I don't know what he thinks he gets out of telling people that he's got a leak, because obviously... Well, he's at uh, war with Dominic Perrottet. Uh, and yeah, he is. I, you he know, is. He's, a, he's, an absolute, he is absolutely at war with Dominic Perrottet, and, uh, and a lot of what Ray says I tend to agree with. Uh, Dominic, perhaps, that's why I said I'd like to see him wearing a mask. I worry that he is not taking, uh, and I don't want to be alarmist because you know that I'm not, but simple pre precautions like putting masks on, they failed when they didn't provide rapid antigen tests in an appropriate manner and they didn't plan for them. These sorts of things I don't think the, the Premier really had in, uh, in place before he opened up everything uh, on the 15th of December. So I agree with Ray Hadley to an extent in what he says, um, I don't, you know, there's been discussions about bedwetting, all that kind of, that's just a distraction, that's ridiculous. If you're going to open up and you're going to ensure that you're going to live uh, with COVID-19, which is great, and I agree with that, no more lockdowns, but you need to have the measures in place, Mark. 
Oh, the lack of foresight was on the rapid antigen test. We should have been stockpiling those in New South Wales six months ago, as we saw in the United Kingdom. We should have had millions available before Christmas, ready to go for the new school year. Instead of the situation now, Marcus, I've seen the email where corporate executives from the education department are working overtime out at the warehouse at Shalora to put these uh, tests in the packages that go out to the schools. So there's a mad scramble now to get these out to the schools when really it should have been happening systematically in Term 4 and uh, in, a, in a measured way to make mm. sure that no school misses out. And, and, and obviously there might be some schools that miss out because of the mad scramble we've got right now. So that lack of foresight uh, in Macquarie Street and Canberra on rapid antigen tests, yeah, it's been a disgrace. The uh, removal of Mick Willing uh, by the new police commissioner, is that political? Well, they've got the wrong deputy commissioner. Uh, I'm reading in the Telegraph that part of the reason Willing has gone under the new commissioner, Karen Webb, is a belief that he was leaking information against Mal Lanyon, who in March last year was found drunk in the gutter Mm. in front of his hotel near the Big Marino in Goulburn, where, of course, they've got the police academy. And then Mal Lanyon was... This is all proven in parliamentary documents my colleague Rod Roberts has accessed through our processes, uh, where Mal Lanyon was abusive of the Ambos that were trying to help him and actually had a swing at them. So how he has survived as a police deputy commissioner beggars belief. Okay. But Mal, uh, but uh, Mick Willing has uh, been sacked, apparently, for uh, leaking information about that. I, I don't know if he did or he didn't. Mm. I doubt that he did. But uh, he's the one who's copped it. He's the fall guy for the sins of Mal Lanyon, which I tell you what, doesn't give you a lot of confidence in the new commissioner, does it? Okay. Yeah, well, um, I, I suppose time will tell. We've got a request to speak to the new commissioner. We might ask her about it next week. Mark, uh, just quickly before we go Australia Day, a couple of Greens have, uh, you know, put their head above the paraffin, uh, you know, the usual lines, Invasion Day and protests and all the rest of it. I am glad, to be honest, though, that it really hasn't reared its ugly head. The the age-old debate about January 26th, next Wednesday is Australia Day. We'll all come together, COVID or no COVID, and celebrate the country we are. Absolutely. You know, in these circumstances, we need these days of national unity uh, to take pride in our country and its history. And I think the Change the Date campaign is running out of puff. And there was a poll earlier this week that showed that 65% of Australians are happy with the date of Australia yeah, Day, the yeah. 26th of January, mm-hmm. only 15% against it, and 85% of Australians are proud of our history, only 5% say they're not proud. So I think that is a good measure of public opinion, and thank goodness change the date is running out of steam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you having some work done in the background at home? Ah, uh, yeah, I've had some leaking pipes in the oh. in the roof, and it's uh, oh, no. caused a lot of damage to the ceiling. So you can hear the plumber yeah. uh, at work there. Oh, that's um, good, good, good. You're employed. Uh, you know all this rain that we get. Yeah. Um, uh, you know it's good in one respect, but uh, <laughs> you've got water in the roof. You don't want it there. I can tell you. No, I know uh, firsthand. Trust me. We've had a, a ceiling collapse previously, and we had to spend thousands getting it fixed. I know how that feels. All right, well, mate. That's what we're doing here right now. So that's the oh. tap tap you can hear in the background. No, I love it. Best of luck. Employing local okay. tradies, mate. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the tradies, that's it. they need the work as well. Very true. Talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, Marcus.